five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready Set Home Podcast, your premier podcast for the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I'm Chris at Lightforce, coming to you from my office and current uh, space of fun employment. Joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strife and Jordan at Sir Doctor JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Pleasure to be here. I'm glad you guys are, are still here, that uh, I didn't log in today to, to find out that uh, I was no longer needed for the show. Can, can we do that to him? I appreciate that. I mean, the last show that we, we did without him went pretty well. I, I think it was my favorite time ever since I started this <laughs> wow, podcast. So impressive. just saying there might be some redundancy here. Oh, geez. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is sort of the, the current climate and not to make light of the situation. Um, I mean, I, I am sort of taking a, a shot at myself as I'm unfortunately, uh, uh, one of many people in the sort of tech industry internationally, but, you know, specifically here in Canada that found that, uh, they were, um, you know, to be redundant and, uh, and laid off. So I'm, I'm looking for newer, you know, exciting things. I know, uh, Sam, the first thing he told me, Dude, uh, become a professional podcaster. You know you want to. Um, apparently, apparently he thinks RSP can pay a mortgage. I thought we were all already professional podcasters. I mean, what do we do here? Are we amateurs? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, know. it depends how many podcasts you have under your belt. Chris, how many do you have? Well, like actual yeah, yeah, like shows? Yeah. Four. Four. Five, if I count the video series that I did with Canucks Hockey no, Blog way, way back. We don't count that. Well, I mean, I've I've got two, so it sounds like you and I are well on our way. Well, Omni has has an okay. episode. That's true. That's true. It, it was a good one, too. It was a pilot. Sounds like we're all uh, in line. <laughs> yeah. Forgot all about it. Well, it, it yeah, doesn't matter. Our, our, if, if we're allowed to finally predict or talk about the Battle of Canada, I'm good with this one. I'm, I'm not sure. Every week I, I, I try and I try, but I get a is, flick is, on my wrist all the time. Is this is this the week or is this like the tease of the tease that we're teasing the tease of the tease? Uh, I, I'm, I'm already teased. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is the week. The Battle of Canada is finally, finally taking place. Um to at least kick off both the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiance uh, Summer Showdown qualifiers, um, we're going to talk a little bit about the the strength of schedule for these two teams in the Summer Showdown as well. Uh, there has been a little bit of movement in the Overwatch League. We know what uh, the league will be playing on already, but we also now got the idea of what maps will be playing. And then there is an Overwatch event uh, to be the last one that we'll be able to have purchased loot boxes from uh, in the store, at least until Overwatch 2 goes live. Which, um, breaking news, I was wrong. There won't be another beta. Unless I was right and they're just trying to, you know, fool us. But uh, let's start pushing this payload. Moving the payload! Join me! So the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant finally, halfway through a season, play each other this Friday, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. If you happen to be in Toronto, you can go to the Toronto Defiant Watch Party, which is part of their Fan Appreciation Weekend, uh, where you can obviously uh, watch the match get to uh, play the Overwatch uh, 2 beta. I'll set up, uh, meet you know people, have a good time. Uh, tickets are pretty cheap. 
uh, includes beverages, uh, you know, some basic food items, what have you. But uh, you, myself, and I, I guess the three of us, uh, we won't be in Toronto at the watch party. Instead, uh, we'll be having a party of our own, uh, probably by ourselves, uh, watching the match itself, where I have to suggest it might be interesting, Mm -hmm. considering the, I don't know, scrimbox that uh, dropped uh, (laughs) earlier today. I mean, I still, and I'm going to you know, say it right now, I think Toronto beats Vancouver. I'm just not as confident that Toronto beats Vancouver um, based on scrims. And, and I'm actually, before we sort of dive into this, how much weight should scrims receive? Because if we were to go in and place, uh, you know, the amount of weight that Justin had placed on, you know, preseason scrims going into the season, the Toronto, not the Toronto, the Vancouver Titans we're a middle-of-the-pack uh, team, and uh, obviously not so much the case. But, but Jordan, I, I think you have uh, an opinion here. You're giving me yes. hand signals. Um, I am of the opinion that the best we've seen of Vancouver is taking a map off some decent teams, which is great for them, and I'm sure also great for some morale in the moment. But until we see a stellar performance from Vancouver all around... Uh, I am putting zero weight behind any scrim bucks. Uh, I'm on that side as well. I mean, there was contenders, and and it seems like the meta is pretty much set. So scrim bucks normally do reflect a little bit more on the early games within a stage. So there might be something there. But again, Vancouver is the clear underdog. Uh, you did... Uh, talk about maps being taken there were even a few a couple of uh map uh fives mm-hmm. in there that were pretty close but but at the end of the day uh, i do think uh that toronto is favorite and every team is really is the favorite going into uh playing uh vancouver unfortunately with that being said toronto has never been <laughs> been looking too too amazing uh either so uh it'll be in my opinion, not a win for Toronto, but not not a pretty one. Um, maybe we'll see lots of confusion. Maybe C nines. We were we were already accustomed to that. Uh, hopefully, I'm proving wrong, and and the game is as uh, nicer on the eyes. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't want to call it a toilet bowl. But are we? But are we going to give our predictions for the Toronto for the Battle of Canada right now, or are we holding that for a few minutes from now? Well, I could. I would. Yeah. I mean, to me, like, like, really, what is there to break down? And on paper, the Toronto Defiant are the team with the better amount of depth. Um, They have depth at tank. They have depth at uh, DPS. They have depth at support. Um, Someone might suggest I'm doing the Vancouver Titans support to line to service. I'm sorry, Toronto Defiant win that. I mean, they have they have Twilight. True and. You know, him him alone <laughs> is, I think, enough to, to give the Defiant the edge. I, I, I think on, on damage, like DBS, Aspire, Mirror, and King, I don't know enough about King um, to, to suggest that uh, he will slide in and, and uh, you know, light things up. Uh, false, we've not seen a whole lot of um, as far as capability on tank. Yeah, he had a good D.Va. Um, the, you know, Zarya from time to time, 
what's his junker queen gonna be yeah. like because we're probably gonna see a lot of it and and you know if it's not him who might that be and if that's the case then is mirror then sliding in where we saw him on the doom although that doesn't seem to be the same style of character so i don't think like i, I just sure. i look at the toronto defiant they they've just got flexibility the vancouver titans don't have and based on record alone the toronto defiant are the better team sure. i mean if you're a vancouver titans listener and you're suggesting chris you're out to lunch their vancouver is so much better well vancouver needs to prove it yeah yeah I, I agree like i i looking at the rosters for sure toronto is better on support and uh tank uh dps maybe just by a little bit uh but yeah it definitely tilts the scales more towards toronto so here. what scores do we feel confident in assigning to this matchup the remember confidence is uh is a strong remember, word the winner takes canada so that's something big on the line mm. well i mean t- toronto is up 3-1 in my mind and they win 3-1 like they're it, it isn't like if it's a okay if vancouver gets mm-hmm. a 3-2 i mean that i don't think is complete out to lunch if vancouver is arguably improving and we've seen Toronto play down to their opponent. Mm-hmm. I mean, this mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. But, you know, if we think about an intangible here, I know with certainty the Toronto Defiant have been told to a player how important it is that they beat the Vancouver <laughs> Titans. And this isn't about a, you don't want to be Vancouver's first win. Which, <laughs> which they would be. if does uh, count. Yeah. Right? It is quite literally... We do not want to lose to the mm-hmm. other Canadian team. Unless something has changed, the Vancouver Titans don't approach the Toronto Defiant as anything more than another Overwatch League franchise. They just don't have this, you know, Canadian, you know, quotient to it. Like, I, honest to goodness, in, in, in every conversation that I have had, only one person in that organization has ever told me that they don't want to lose to Toronto, and that was Tim mm-hmm. Holloway. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. <laughs> I also put down 3-1 on my pickems because I believe that's the result with the highest probability. But this is the thing. Uh, the second in my mind uh, result that is of the highest probability after a 3-1 is a 3-0 for Toronto. But the third one is 3-2 for Vancouver. I have a feeling if it goes to map 5, Vancouver believes mm-hmm. in Toronto... It's the mental. Yeah, I, I have a feeling if it does go to map five, that's the only option for Vancouver to to sneak in and just you know go go ham and, and take the win. All right, but yeah, as I said, I, I put down the three one. So I am confident in Toronto in this match. So confident, in fact, I have it at a three zero. Oh, and I'm willing wow. to say if this is a three one. Uh, let's let's go with when and if I ever see you both in person, <laughs> I will buy you each a drink if it's a 3-1. If it is a 3-2 or a win for Vancouver, I will buy a whole pizza and share it with you. Oh, wow. So I still get a piece. Oh. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so I was going to say, you're, you're going to buy yes, a pizza I still benefit share. from this, of course. <laughs> oh. So like uh, 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 an Uber Eats is out of the question here. Uh, you know, we might be able to make that work. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get something sent to you, but well, we we'll see. I, I would rather be there in person for you to, you know, laud your winnings over me, yeah. even if I get a piece of pizza. Uh, isn't, still. isn't there like a, a, um, a, 
you know, a sponsor that deals in pizza for, for the Titans. I'm just saying. If they Fair win. Point. Hey, that sponsor did give us the hookup uh, a couple uh, years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was awesome. That's yeah. true. There you go. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, and for those in Toronto, they're going to like, oh, it should be pizza, pizza. Okay. There's actually a pizza, pizza where I live. They're very few and far between our West, at least here in, in BC. Um, but uh, Pizza Hut is the Titan sponsor. I don't think the Defiant have a pizza. They got sponsor. every other sponsor under the sun, but they got multiple mm-hmm. banks or they had multiple banks at one point. Anyways, <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> under the Canadian sun, yeah. for sure. But, uh, okay, I... I, I as much as I, I applaud your <laughs> your confidence, there are there are too many questions going into a new meta um, that I feel that Vancouver potentially could benefit sure. from. Like it, like, and they weren't horrible at the end. Like, sure, they were playing the Washington Justice, but had we not, you know, a, a month or so ago, had a discussion about how the Toronto Defiant and the Washington Justice mm-hmm. were essentially on the mm-hmm. same same level. So to be that confident Toronto wins when Vancouver has shown like against a team like the Justice they were able to to shine I don't know if I I'm as as uh, the as the tea leaves to me say that we regardless of Toronto's current standings and the struggles that we've seen them have I think their performance in the midseason madness showed that they want to show up that they are capable of more and I also am hopeful that the new meta brings new light to them as well. If they can't make something work and make an impressive push in this uh, tournament cycle, then I'm concerned that this se- is another season that's just going to be a wash for them. You know, they've been middle of the pack or bottom, you know, middle of the pack trending towards bottom uh, in most past seasons. In fact, in all past seasons, um, so if they can't make something happen in this tournament cycle and show up at their own hosted uh, final, then mm-hmm. I don't think we see any anything significant from them in yet another season. So, Well, I mean, we'll get into sort of strength of schedule for the Summer Showdown qualifiers, but I mean, if Toronto loses, oh. the scenarios <laughs> of them getting in are significantly yes. fewer. Oh yeah. If Vancouver were to win, I mean, it, it's 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 actually weird how the schedule is in, mm-hmm. in some cases more favorable to Vancouver, even mm-hmm. if they were to lose to the Toronto yeah. Defiant. So I, I think yeah, you're right. Toronto needs to win. Like they can't they can't start off with an L here. They can't lose to Vancouver. I don't see that happening. You don't see that happening. Omni. You know, two times out of three doesn't see that happening. <laughs> and and to be clear, I'm not trying to hate on Vancouver too much. I actually am pretty in line with with what you're both saying, but I'm I'm gonna risk it. Mm. That's risk right. it for the biscuit by saying risk, it's gonna be risk it for the breadstick or pizza. Well, okay, <laughs> if you three zero, I don't think Vancouver gives you well, breadsticks. Um. So, Battle of Canada kicks off. We both have, or all three of us have, Toronto winning. But that uh, is not the only match uh, that uh, these teams will be playing. Both are in action on Sunday. Uh, The Vancouver Titans kick things off at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, against the Paris Eternal. Uh, The Vancouver Titans have their watch party on the Sunday afternoon, um, where, again, pay some money, get to go in, uh, get a hot dog, 
or if you you know upgrade it and get like the special package you get a a burger and a hoodie um a gildan hoodie gildan are comfortable but not the you know top tier like lululemon quality they were handing out back in the day um but uh i uh, looking at this match so i'm I have not submitted my pick in here because I needed you two to provide some sage ad- advice. I put down three two Vancouver. I know I'm um I'm coming out of left field here. But if if there are matches to win this stage for Vancouver, this is the match Vancouver might start with. I have a 3-1 for Vancouver. It it was at 3-2 like yours and then I read the scrim bucks and I'm I'm I I got feeble-minded and just, you know, <laughs> took down a map from Paris and yeah. I have it. I, I f- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I have a 3-2 as well. I am yeah, I am confident in Vancouver's ability to win this one. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just oozing confidence clearly, today. <laughs> um, and at the same time, you know, to, to do the same exercise you did on the previous match, I think the most likely probability is a three, two for Vancouver. And second most is a three, two for Paris. I think it's going to be all a just flip of a coin on this one. Well, and that, yeah, I, that was for me. It was, it's going to be three, mm-hmm. two, one way or the other. Like, I, I feel that we've seen Vancouver lose enough matches um, uh, where mm-hmm. they should have won to suggest it's equally as possible here. But at some point, Vancouver has to figure out that there is a objective that and they you must want to play. Wins that they've got to get, you know, this is one of them. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing something similar where we looked at, you know, Toronto, for instance, where I mean, I didn't really mention it, but like he's to aspire. I think the matchup there is, you know, whichever camp you believe Toronto should have continued to work around. Um, but uh, where you now look at what uh, Paris is able to provide. I mean, this is where I feel that Vancouver has depth on TPS. I actually feel uh, that, you know, Dorito and Khan don't necessarily measure up to what Maza, Aztec, and, and Skaripa are able to provide. I question still on false as your tank. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, but I, I genuinely believe like false as many question marks as you might have associated to his tank play up until now hasn't been like so horrible that someone else isn't able to lift the team above. Yeah. This is, this is the time for Vancouver to either put up or shut up. Like you've had the issues of strength of schedule. Coaching was changed. Mm-hmm. If you lose to Paris, it's yep. done. You this season is like uh, over, and it's an utter failure, uh, regardless of, of uh, expectations. Not to put any. So, so I was going to say, <laughs> if Vancouver loses to Paris and then wins the next four, utter failure. Uh, four and two on the stage, utter failure. Okay, okay, they'll they'll win every match to the, well, until the end of the season, except lose to Paris. <laughs> yeah. If that's if that, if that happens. Sure, that's. I guess it's not an utter failure, that's, but I. That's the one exception. Yeah, I. I don't see them. Okay, I don't see them uh, uh, losing to Paris, and okay, I don't see them beating Toronto and then losing to Paris. That's an, a very unlikely scenario. 
Uh, we're we're playing the the multiverses right now. We're doing the probability game. Uh, How many fingers am I holding up? Uh, I, I just see the two because I have the entire uh, frame cropped. <laughs> but really, uh, it's 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 time to to get that dub. Um, they had that that situation last season as well. Everybody thought they're gonna beat London. It didn't happen, but uh, luckily they got that dub before against Boston. This is that game. Um, yeah, yeah. Like everything points. I, I, I'm kind of worried that like they never were in a position where people actually expected them to win, and it might be <laughs> kind of like detrimental to their focus and efforts. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely on the side of of them uh, winning. You know, this game. How many wins do Paris have? Like Paris two? has one win. So Vancouver's the only one. team with no wins, even you know, even if you count right. the East. Who but did, Paris and New York both have one win, so only one more. Who did Paris beat? Oh gosh, uh, uh, New York beat Vancouver. That I do remember. But call who Paris beat? Uh, but the good news is, yeah. the weekend after this, they play the New York Excelsior. So there is a high likelihood that even if they lose to Paris. They could turn things around the next week and get another win. But like you say, I am, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> if you lose to Paris, you're probably not beating New York, you know, even though they have the if, same if record they, as Paris, right? Yeah. If they lose to Paris and New York, then <laughs> well, what's worse than utter failure? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Supreme. Exactly. Supreme utter failure. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Paris beat New York. Paris beat okay. New York. Okay. Th- okay. Three two. So you know, regardless the, of the, the plot standings, thickens, the plot thickens. Perhaps they do lose to Paris, and they still have a chance for redemption if Paris has beaten. It's like the circle of suck at the beginning of the season, right? Where oh, yeah. Houston beat Dallas, but then uh, Toronto beat Houston, but then Toronto lost to Dallas. So it was, you know. Very confusing who's actually on top. It's going to be the similar thing, except it's the circle of really suck. The circle of the bottom sucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So what's uh, what's the featured bread item in New York? Mm. We got breadsticks bagels? in Vancouver, baguettes in Paris. Bagels, I guess. Bagels, yeah. yeah. Breadsticks, baguettes, right. and bagels. You can definitely imagine a, 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 a toilet bowl more in the shape of a bagel for sure than a breadstick. Good I, point. I, well, that, and that holds true because, like, the way the <laughs> bagel is sort of you know yeah. wrapped, there's three holes, so one for each. Then team. there's a pizza as well, but that can get messy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Vancouver potentially beats Paris. Yeah. We, we oh. are. And just a little little comment. That. That's why um, Battle of Canada is not the toilet bowl, of yeah. course. This yeah. this is the true toilet bowl match, um, Paris against Vancouver. <laughs> Although apparently the following weekend there might be another one. Anyways, sorry, let's continue. <laughs> There's many, many. Well, I was going to say it could be the donut bowl, but it would be more like a donut true, bowl. True. What would be the Vancouver bread if it weren't like breadsticks? Breadsticks? There, you guys no, have a traditional bread? No, I honestly do not know. Um, I don't know. I mean, everything, everything's sort of imported here. What we're known for is like it's coffee, whatever, right? whatever bread that and is, other, and other and other stuff, whatever bread. What gives you? The, <laughs> it yeah, is the, for yeah, the, 
No, I'm just saying, like, whatever bread it it, uh, it will uh, be chosen, it will be gluten free. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, Vegan. That is true. That's true. <laughs> I was gonna say, bread is what you eat after you've been imbibed in BC's <laughs> products. So, the other match on Sunday is the Toronto Defiant taking on the Atlanta Rain, <clears throat> and so I I I haven't done a pick 'em here. Because you know me, I'm a Toronto Defiant, uh, you know, Stan. I, I look at this and like, I think, you know, Toronto, they know this stage is important. They need to win. I, I feel they come out, they get the win against Vancouver. I think they equally want to come out and beat Atlanta. Um, I just, I struggle to see them doing so. Ugh, I, I'm done. <laughs> Picking against Atlanta, I, I, every time I do, they just you know prove me except wrong. Except in the midseason match. Except for the times, yeah. Except for when I do pick for them, and then they yep, suck. And they get beat by London. So whatever I pick here is going to be the, the exact reverse. So I picked Atlanta three-one beating Toronto. So of course Toronto is going to beat Atlanta three-one. I picked three-two Atlanta as well. Um, it's hard to deny what Atlanta has been able to do this season. Um, you know, I. I don't remember who it was tweeted out it was maybe one of their coaches or hawker gator tweeted out that they've in the past six tournament cycles they've made top four uh or something to that extent like they they are often underrated and they are i think easily a top three team in the west right now um the meta is the big question mark at this point right is toronto able to really make their their pieces shine uh, with this new meta and with, you know, we know Junker Queen is going to be in the mix for the first time, right? So there's potential there as well, but it goes the opposite direction too, right? Atlanta could really shine in the meta. Who knows? So, Well, I mean, if you think about Getter and Hawk specifically, like Junker Queen is, you know, the question mm-hmm. mark as to how teams will, will operate on her. Who would you have playing on Junker Queen? Which of those two? I, I feel Hawk. Um, I mean, I, I think they have, for all intents and purposes, and I always get the two of them mixed up, so benched one of them for the most part this season. I don't... Yeah, Gator. I was going to say, I don't see them suddenly... If it's Gator, then I don't see them suddenly bringing him back into the, into the fray. Right. I think they stick with Hawk because they know that, you know... They know he can pick up most of these characters, and they know that he works well with the team thus far. Um I, I just don't see them suddenly bringing bringing Gator off the bench. So same exercise with Toronto. You've got Muse and Hotba. Does this feel like a Muse character? That's a to big you? question mark. Who plays Roadhog out of the two? <laughs> well, okay. I don't I guess remember. Hotba would. Yeah, that's, that's um, what I'm thinking. Like Muse is more. But I mean, the few times we've seen it has been Muse. Yeah. But... Mm, that's interesting. Like this, I mean, that, that thing though is this. This <sighs> season's been tough. This one. season's Different. been strange because we have we and we have actually seen some crossover between Muse and Hotba as well. Um, usually, it's more of the desperation picks when one of them will switch to a wrecking ball or something like that. Um, it's such a tough question. Like before the season, everyone was saying, "Oh yeah, definitely." You know, off tanks will be dominating the play times and. And then it was very dependent on the mm-hmm. team. Like, uh, for example, Gladiators. Now, Reiner plays most of the time, even though, like, we would have all said that it would be mm-hmm. space, would have been space, right? Mm-hmm. 
So again, it's it's just another tell that you you want to have like a tank that can be flexible as much as you can, but uh, it's it's hard to know um, who will be playing. I think Dante will definitely be playing uh, Junker Queen, but I don't know about other scenarios, uh, especially for Toronto. It's it's a tough mm-hmm. one. I feel like this is one of the teams that has really split play time between the two tanks. Close to the you know half and half. Well, yeah. How much of that was the previous coach Mm. of KDG? That's a good point. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we don't we don't know, but I mean, if there was any truth to there being some disagreement between coach and player or players, that might you know feed into it. I I haven't had an opportunity to play Junker Queen in the little I've seen her in game. I lean. More towards Hotba over Muse. I would say so because Hotba, tradi- or I mean, Muse traditionally has been playing the more dive centric stuff. Uh, obviously, he's most mm. known for Winston. And I would say this season. Who? Um, who played Doom for them? Well, I think both. Did. And that's that's kind of what I was yeah, referring that's... to. Like they have had times where they'll both air quotes flex onto certain characters. Um, Wrecking Ball comes to mind. Like I say, that's kind of a desperation one, but doomfist as well and they haven't looked super strong when they do that right um yeah i'm I'm hopeful that they have their distinct heroes and they can make that work yeah oh well we'll find out this weekend um in fact we'll find out on uh, on friday afternoon but uh if our prognostications are correct toronto will have started off the stage Mm 2-0 which conceivably puts them in a very good position to ensure that they qualify for the tournament that they will be hosting. So let's talk a little bit about strength of schedule. For this stage, Toronto kicks things off against Vancouver, Atlanta. They then follow it up with Dallas, Los Angeles Gladiators, Boston Uprising, and the London Spitfire. I think most people, if not all, have said Toronto gets wins against Vancouver, Boston, London. Those are three Mm -hmm. that they should get. Where question marks existed were Atlanta and Dallas. Maybe not as much Dallas, but if there was to be an additional question mark, that's where it would be. And they lose to the Gladiators. No mm-hmm. sins or buts. I'm maybe not as confident that Toronto beats Dallas. I have question marks over the ATL. And I don't see a scenario where Toronto loses to either the Uprising or the Spitfire. But then how do you count against the Spitfire? They're going to be they're going to be bringing Reinhardt out again and dominating just because they can like i i mean i i think toronto qualifies i mean maybe the vancouver match notwithstanding that you know as omni had raised could bloody well break the 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 morals you know uh, morale sorry of the team but i think toronto stands a good chance like you say of getting at least three wins i think they I can, I'd put money on that they can get four. I think Dallas is not the Dallas that we're used to seeing, and I'm tired of giving them credit for being. Um, but you're that confident you can you say I will, Toronto wins against unless Dallas? they severely tank against Vancouver. I will pred them against Dallas. Um, so okay, so then would you give? Uh, Toronto the win over the Dallas uh, Fuel, or would you give them wins over the Atlanta Rain and the Dallas? I would give them a win over Dallas, but I 
am not convinced about Atlanta. I think Atlanta is a better team than Dallas she, this this season. Now, the the unknown factor, I mean, obviously there's a whole bunch of unknowns. But on Thursday, we see the Dallas field play the Los Angeles Gladiators. If Dallas puts up a decent fight against LA, then I'm going to eat my own words because because that could show that they are stronger than we thought. But right now, I don't. I think Dallas is inflated from a good uh, first uh, that kickoff clash. I think they had a relatively easy schedule. They got some wins. They went decent. I think they placed second actually in in that tournament. Um, but I think since then, just like last season, they did really well in the first season, but or first tournament, but they didn't quite win it. And then it's just a slow trajectory downwards from there for them. Um, mm-hmm. So I think Toronto again meta dependent, but. I'm confident right now that they can win against Dallas. It's Atlanta and Gladiators that I'm nervous about. The issue here as well is that a team like Toronto um, needs to also think about what what goes on with teams like the Justice and the Mayhem and the Spitfire. And at the end of the day, uh, if they have an easier you know schedule, they might just sneak in uh, above mm. them. And I, I I vaguely remember that London has a little bit of an easier schedule, but I'm not really sure. So Toronto just needs to win every match they have to win. If they start dropping like a game against, you know, against uh, 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 London or oh, Vancouver, that would be horrible. Well, and I think they, yeah, they if Toronto were to lose, they to can't Vancouver, afford to. That's what I'm trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, that that train's derailed. I. Uh, so I mean I think it's fair to say four wins they're in. I even think three three. Uh, I mean, okay, if it's three three, like who is it that the that Toronto is likely losing to? If it's a three right? three, they're they're losing to Atlanta, Dallas, and and Los Angeles Gladiators. Gladiators yeah, and, for right? sure. I mean, I think I, I'm. It could be uh, if Vancouver were to do something crazy, right? But if that's the case, who which of these teams? that Toronto could potentially face in a tiebreaker. It's the three teams they beat. Maybe, you know, another team like justice, what have you, who they're not going to play or mayhem. Like if we think, right. But I, I I feel that Toronto with a three, three probably gets, gets through because of who they're going to find themselves tied with, I think. But, um, if, if you're the Toronto defiant, I mean, you're looking at your schedule and you're kind of wishing that maybe things were, a little clearer as to how you, you get into your yeah. the tournament you're hosting, yeah. right? But then you look at the Vancouver Titans. I mean, the Vancouver Titans schedule is Toronto, Paris, then the New York Excelsior, the Washington Justice, Houston Outlaws, and the Boston Uprising. Anybody saying, what the heck? You're, you're talking about Vancouver having a chance here. I think they lose to Toronto, but I think the three of us agree it is possible that Vancouver gets a win, as crazy it might sound there. We all think Vancouver beats Paris, right? I mean, which that's you might suggest is crazy. We believe a better Vancouver team should be beating the New York Excelsior. The Vancouver Titans performed against the Washington Justice, arguably had that match won until they found a way to lose it. <laughs> what was the best match that we saw from the Vancouver Titans where they lost, like, convincingly? It was the match against the Houston Outlaws. And the Vancouver Titans could have won their first match of the season beating the Boston Uprising, but they forgot that someone has to go in 
and sit on a point to allow it to get into overtime instead of trying to chase the uprising back into their spawn. So Vancouver in a crazy universe could potentially have five or six wins in this stage. And I'm not suggesting you take that to the bank because as far as I'm concerned, the Vancouver Titans ain't won nothing yet. And until they do, they have no right to suggest that they can't. And and one thing that we need to give them is, despite the memes and despite the C9s and how they've performed in, at the beginning, they are visibly improving yeah. uh, from game mm-hmm. to game. So we, we, it it has to happen at some point. I see the clear like games that they have not a lot of chances of winning is Toronto and Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boston is maybe a tier after that. Washington as well, but. Nothing here is craziness. There's no gladiators. There's no shock. There's no Atlanta. There's no uh, even Dallas, if you want to count them amongst the, you know, the top teams. So if you could like pick a schedule to, to be like a, a, an easy one, that would be it. I'm betting on Vancouver to get four wins. Which that means that means yeah. summer showdown. That means yeah. a trip to Toronto. Four I wins. They get who, who do they lose? Paris. To? They, uh, they they win against Paris, New York. They have to win against Boston, which could be iffy. And then they have to win against either Houston or Washington. And either I think Houston or Washington. We know they came real mm-hmm. close against Washington. Houston, I think, has figured their things out. I'm. I think Houston is probably their toughest challenge. Like right now, Houston is in fourth in the West, right? They're they're one place behind Dallas. Yeah. And like I say, I think Dallas is on the backslide. So Houston is fighting for that third spot in the West. Um, I do think Houston has largely benefited off of uh, Dante's Doomfist and how uh, good Doomfist has been in the past probably two and a half-ish uh, tournament cycles. Like I think the first one, teams were a little less reliant on Doomfist. Houston made it work, but then you remember Toronto figured out how to counter it and quickly beat them. But then as soon as they had a rematch, Dante had figured his stuff out and suddenly Toronto wasn't able to counter the Doomfist. So I think if Doomfist is still pretty heavily used, then there's a chance that Houston is still a really tough opponent yeah. in this, uh, in, in this, what are, what, what the heck is it called again? Uh, summer showdown. That's what I'm looking summer for. Showdown. So mm. I think they get three for sure. I think they got to get a win against probably Washington because I don't think they beat Houston and I've already predicted they lose to Toronto so and again this is this could easily also be like a a one win four losses Mm -hmm. stage and things like that but uh, well it could be an 06 one one five oh and six yeah, yeah um it, it's chaotic and like put in the the new meta put in like a new map because we saw <clears throat> we discussed a little bit how like maps determined who who won a ma- uh, match or not so and after <laughs> this weekend that's two out of six is six of vancouver's matches right where they are almost 50 percent through their matches next weekend they yeah. play new york and they're halfway done if they, if they, they lose to paris go- and new york that's it. Like there is no faith left. <laughs> well, I, no, no. If, if I look at it this way, if Vancouver, yeah, if they lose to Paris, New York, sure. But like in this particular stage, they lose to Toronto, they lose yeah. to Paris. 
All right. Yeah. Better luck Pretty next much. time. You're not going to. Toronto, they need like to start strong against uh, Toronto, even if they don't. If then, even if they don't get the dub, they mm-hmm. need to be competitive mm-hmm. so that they believe that they can, you yeah. know, take care of of, the, of their next opponents. For sure. Yeah. Um, but if anyone here who's listening happens to be in Defiant Chord, where you're like, "Oh my goodness, Toronto Tusk stage," and then there's others I've seen in other communities talking, "Oh, Toronto won't be in in their own event." No, I I'm confident the Defiant will be there. Um, if you're a Vancouver Titans fan, you're in Titans Court and you've just been sucking back that, uh, that hopium, keep, keep sucking. <laughs> keep it sucking. Back. I mean, it Vancouver. is, I mean, well, <laughs> look, I am so frustrated uh, with this team that I, I, as much as I could say, oh yeah, I see them winning matches. I'm going to be predicting them to lose until yep. such time as they win. You're, you're done with the breadstick. Oh gosh. I'm, I'm, I'm off cards. On, that's, isn't, isn't that kind of the story of a lot of teams this season, right? If you know, look at, Shanghai. I said a few weeks back that I was done predicting Shanghai and then I still gave them another chance and it bit me. Um, you know, I'm mm-hmm. saying now that I'm done predicting Dallas in a lot of cases because I think they showed their strength at the beginning <laughs> of the season and they're out. Um, you know, flipping that to the other side, uh, I don't usually pick Atlanta and now I'm saying they seem to be a top three team. Um, so I think there's a lot of these teams that we are now seeing you're either top or bottom. It's there's some question marks. Certainly, the Torontos uh, I think have shown some improvement, although it's been slow. Uh, Florida seems to usually have some wacky ideas, but then they sometimes make it work against a team like London, who they you know in the midseason madness, who they previously lost to earlier in that tournament. Um, so there's there's only a handful of teams left that I feel like are really hard to read right now um and it, and it's that middle of the pack right which is usually going to be the case yeah. anyhow i think you said it best we'll get to figure all that out on thursday once we start to, to see teams in action and by the course of this weekend i think we'll have a much better idea when we have our next episode as to you know where vancouver and toronto will probably uh end up that being said we're going to take ourselves a quick break before we dive into the fray If you haven't heard us say it enough times already, the Overwatch League is back in action on Thursday. What does that mean? Get your crystal ball picks in before the stage gets underway. Otherwise, you forfeit points like Jordan and Omni have. Yep. That was painful. I I locked in Glad Shock Fusion Dragons because why not? You know what? I think while we were talking, I actually figured it out. The reason that those picks didn't save. There is a separate save button you have to click just for the crystal ball picks. So I think that could be why I missed out on it in the the kickoff clash there. Who did you predict? I predicted the Gladiators and Shock and the Hangzhou Spark and Soul Dynasty. Mm, I predicted uh, Toronto Defiant and Vancouver Titans. No. Ooh, <laughs> I actually, spicy. I, I predicted Glads and Shock and Fusion Dynasty. Fusion Dynasty. That was the one team I was tempted to go for in the East as well, was Philly. I was. Mm-hmm. We all have different uh, East region picks, which is interesting. 
Well, because I think the East is a little nebulous. Yeah. Who did you pick, Chris? Sorry, uh, in the East. I, I had Philly, Philly and Shanghai. Shanghai. Okay, okay. And I think there's those. Those are the four teams, right? Those are the ones you're picking from. Nobody's picking the other three. Um, but it it is going to come down to the wire. I think it, they have a very competitive region right now. I mean, they also have half well, of the of teams course. essentially. So, <laughs> yeah. um, as well, obviously with Pickums, you do need to get them in at least for for Thursday. You can sort of you know do it by day by day if you uh, are so inclined. Uh, but the Overwatch League is back in action, kicking things off on Thursday at twelve noon Pacific, three p.m. Eastern, when the Florida Mayhem take on the London Spitfire, the New York Excelsior then take on the Houston Outlaws, and Dallas Steel take on the Los Angeles Gladiators. If we go to the wee hours of the morning on Friday, the Guangzhou Charge are taking on the Shanghai Dragons to kick things off in the east. That's at 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern. And then the Hangzhou Spark and Seoul Dynasty. Wrapping things up on the Friday at the Atlanta Raid, Boston Uprising, San Francisco Shock, Washington Justice, and as we already know, the Battle of Canada, 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Toronto Defiant, and Vancouver you, Titans. The Eastern Region games do not start until the 19th. Yes. Which is a Friday. No, I know, but won't we talk about that next week? <laughs> Holy smokes! Yeah, Sorry. it's a Friday you, you after. Read the, you read the Friday games Holy for smokes. the East region there, and I was like, wait, did I miss this? But I just checked. It's the 19th. No, no, so. you're right. You're right. You're right. I okay. So this, I I'm put in the, the Pickums for them, too, so I missed oh. it as well. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at the Pickham's page, I know, it and just, it's like West Region yeah. Week 1, and then East Region, and I didn't see that Week 2. I'm like, boom, yeah. boom, but no, you're right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I withdraw all of those Eastern teams. They're not underway. They get to have a week off. So, back to the West for Saturday. <laughs> uh, the London Spitfire and the Boston Uprising get things underway on the weekend, followed by the Washington Justice Paris Journal and the Houston Outlaws and the Los Angeles Gladiators. And for your double-point pleasure, the <laughs> Vancouver Titans... On the Paris Eternal, uh, potentially get people mega points or mega wrecked. The double bowl. The, the San Francisco Shock taking on the Florida Mayhem, the Dallas Field, New York Excelsior, and wrapping up on Sunday, as we already know, are the Atlanta Rain and Toronto Defiance. Nothing's happening. It's a good thing you, you let us know, Jordan, because <laughs> I already had my alarm clock set to 3 a.m. to watch the charge play the Dragon. Oh, naturally. That's going to be a competitive oh, yeah. game for sure. <laughs> Um, so any matches out of the West to watch? Because I was actually going to say, oh, I wouldn't mind watching a couple in the East, but they won't be happening. Yeah. I'd say Glad's Fuel looks kind of nice. Well, I mean, this is, this is me. you know, either <laughs> Jordan Shagan or not. <laughs> I disagree. I, I don't think so. I, I think Dallas is going to get blown out. Yeah, it's gonna get get whooped. I've three it for that one for uh, Glads. Get a whooping. So there's not really a lot of interesting matches here. Maybe London versus Boston. I'm not. I sure. I legitimately think it's the battle for Canada. Strictly from a Canadian standpoint, I don't think most people will care too much about that match. But then I think it's the the breadsticks and baguettes. I think that is gonna sure. be the one. Hmm. Atlanta to Toronto can also be interesting, but uh, yeah. Well, no, actually, I think it, it like arguably True. should be right. I mean, if you look at the Canadian teams, those are probably the matches to mm -hmm. pay attention to. There isn't anything else yeah. that's really compelling. Maybe. Um, I am curious what London is going to do was, this stage. I genuinely I was going to say am, maybe but. London, Florida, because they have a bit of a rivalry going mm. this season, and they kind of have been playing, you know, leapfrog in the standings, um, jumping around one mm. another. There, London is in fifth right now overall. Florida's down in seventh, so just a couple spots, but only one point separating the two. 
Um, as far as changes in the Overwatch League, the Hangzhou Spark announced uh, that they've mutually agreed to do, uh, part ways with Liege. Um, they had three tanks, so you know, not surprising that yeah. one of the three is on, on the way out. It's just unfortunate that it's happening halfway mm-hmm. through a season. Um, I was actually surprised we didn't see any further adjustments sort of in this break. That's not to suggest they don't happen between now and Thursday. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it sort of some weird things, the shockwave one probably being the biggest shock, but, uh, but yeah, I, it appears that teams are starting to settle in and I don't know if it's changing up, but seekers of age, so he can play who's, now. Who's he signed to? Just ah, boss. Right. Yeah. Turned 18. Gotcha. So now he's legal to play, not drink, <laughs> especially not in the, states, not the yeah. states. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? Well, we, we did get, uh, news that there is no, uh, Overwatch, uh, to beta, um, uh, for us this stage or next. Um, I, I honestly find that kind of weird. I mean, I know Jordan, you had suggested that, no, I think we're done. I'm like, no, I kind of like, look at the timing, what they're seeing. We're, we're the ones who get to experiment before what the pros get to play. And now they're like, no, nah, man, wah, wah. Yeah, we think we're going to, we're going to focus on the end product, which which interestingly enough means we're going to see probably patch adjustments into the countdown cup that we ourselves won't be able to experience. Oh, so won't it be awesome yeah. if, you know, a developer were to say, Hey, here's a new kit that we want to go <laughs> and deploy. Like, I mean, you look at the Moira change. We don't know what the Moira adjustment would have looked like in the professional side. Cause it's not going to yeah. make it into the league, but that's not to suggest that they don't, do something, get limited amount of data on, and then suddenly, surprise! Look, Briggs broken again. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, like you said there, it is interesting. Um, the only hope I had for another beta was they want to stress test the servers, which I, I think is, I had mentioned last week, I think I had said they're not going to do one, and then I kind of thought about it and went, well, they could do a opt-in, but everyone who opts in gets in um, purely to stress well, test, that, that- but... I was going to say, that happened exactly. last beta. Everyone who exactly, opted in, right. got in, didn't necessarily yeah. mean they got in with yeah. much time. So I, I kinda, and I kind of thought that might be the plan, even if it was a lesser beta, maybe either two weeks or they do like a Thursday through Sunday kind of thing. Um, but obviously they're not doing that. Um, and, and to be fair, they obviously also want to save some of the pop for the release of the game. Now, I also still... Uh, look to the fact that when they first announced the October 4th date, they said we are launching in early access. So for all intents and purposes, this game will still be in beta. Early access, in my mind, equals beta. It is a polished beta. It is a stable beta, but Hmm. it's still a testing phase, right? And the purpose behind that is they can make changes as they need to. They can make improvements. um, They can tweak things. They can introduce new heroes. They can honestly take away heroes if they really want to for one reason or another, which we've seen them do on occasion, mostly when something's bugged or or broken. Um, But I think that has a lot to do with it. I think they don't see a need for another beta. If, If in my mind, the need was stress testing the servers again. And if they're not worried about that or they're not going to do that then it's because the game is still in beta until they officially drop that early access tag and say it's go time you know the game is officially launched i don't think it really matters and and we saw a game like fortnite stay in beta for freaking two years three years 
Star uh-huh. Citizen? Star Citizen is something else. Also, <laughs> if you... Well, no, it's it's early access. If you aren't to familiar Steam. with Star Citizen, the best thing I can recommend you do is go look up the Star Citizen TikTok. It is so cool. Every now and then I'll get one just randomly and I'll just start going through them. And they just, it's just like little videos of like, in Star Citizen, you can travel, blah, 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 blah. And they just give you a little one to three minute video of some mundane task, but it looks so cool. So anyways, that's. Uh, graphic, and graphic you can certain. spend yes. $20,000 on a ship that could possibly be yes. stolen from you exactly. at a moment's notice. It looks cool. Yes, yes. Um, you know, you know, when you look at the schedule, I'm actually just looking at the Overwatch uh, uh, League schedule. The Countdown Cup will be sort of at the midway point when Overwatch 2 comes into early access on October 4th. It is Again, to my point, conceivable that the pros will be playing on patch adjustments much closer to what we would see at production and launch. But then what we get at launch will then feed into a patch that will change the playoffs. And hello, Sigma, look what you just did to the postseason. I mean, I, I know that the you know live game and the league will never be truly lined up. Um, they are a little bit m- more closely adjusted now, but... It's still kind of weird. I mean, I, I think in retrospect, as much as I love that they are taking the opportunity to get us a game that works well, it is somewhat of a miss that here we are watching a league play on a title that we ourselves cannot access. And in turn, their players are expressing strong opinions about not being able to access when they would like to either. It, it I think it could have been better position but then that's not to say overwatch one would have been the route to go for the season either i honestly don't know what the answer is it's just a situation of uh activision blizzard's own making and now they're making the the most of it i so, guess something that's kind of interesting to to that effect uh this past weekend the call of duty league grand championships were crowned or grand champions were crowned and uh congratulations to the los angeles thieves the la thieves um but shortly after the final concluded, you saw a lot of players take to Twitter to complain and talk about how awful Call of Duty Vanguard is because they were no <laughs> longer under contract with the league. So they were suddenly able to talk freely about the game. So do we see a similar thing happen with Overwatch 2 about the fact that, hey, we've just spent a season playing a game that for all intents and purposes, nobody is ever going to play again because the changes that happened have now evolved into what the live game is. It's a little different, obviously, but there's potential. I don't follow Call of Duty at all, so I I can't speak to whether or not there's any parallels, but I, looking at Overwatch itself, there are Overwatch League pros who've been making some complaints. And and it could be the contracts are different and they're able to speak more freely. Um, or it could just be things were really bad with Call of Duty League and, and players weren't able to fully express their opinions, but I digress. Yeah. In my silly mind, it's just like the tone of the game is what the, defines it, you know, with Call of Duty being so gritty, like real military stuff, they're like, you know, you can't really talk about it. It's all top secret. And then Overwatch is like <laughs> a silly cartoon, so everybody's more like happy and... and it's all about the loose lips. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's only one positive takeaway from this that 
we're not going to see another beta. It's the fact that uh, support queues are going to be pretty short because we're not going to see that little fox until uh, the game is in our hands again. So, okay, so support queue will be 30 sec or no, an hour because everyone will want to play whatever the fox hero is. Um, tank and, and DPS at launch will be, you know, 30 seconds. Got it. Got it. <laughs> so there, I won't, I won't be forever support. Yeah. Um, the uh, Overwatch production, however, game uh, does get one last, well, I shouldn't say last because who knows, but one allegedly last event in the Overwatch Anniversary Remix Volume 3. It's running live now as we were recording through to the end of August, uh, August 30th, if I wanted to be precise, not the actual end. But I'm going to read directly from playoverwatch.com. It's been a great six years of worldwide payload pushing high intensity battlefield brawls in a fight for the future that's just beginning. Now, as we prepare to enter a new era of ECA competition, it's time for one last hurrah. Join the party, earn weekly rewards, and play all your favorite seasonal brawls for one or for the final time. Um, and with the remix events, it's just new-ish skins they mix stuff up it's the same old same old like there isn't anything new getting pushed to the game um one note however is if you are still looking to complete your overwatch one you know collectible collection uh this will be the last uh time that you can buy loot boxes so at the end of the event loot boxes will no longer be available for sale in the store so the in-game store will no longer sell you loot boxes you can still mm. earn them but to, if you want to just throw some money at the game in an effort to go and have <laughs> rng you know give you that one last reinhardt skin you haven't got in like 400 years you know you're running out of time i should open up like the 700 loot boxes i currently have pending they're gonna open automatically at some point right that's what they said I, yeah I, but that's like it, it, I think if there was a quality of life item, there should have been an open all. Like I'm not the type <laughs> yeah. of person that gets so excited, like do 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 do. And then things, cause it's all like, there's no RNG beyond the loot box already being present. Everything that you were entitled to is already on your account. Technically yeah. you just have to unlock it. I opened like 20 boxes at once and it took forever and I never did it again. Well, you can't speed <laughs> it up. Like that's the thing. It's like, I just, you know, I want to, Open, 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 open. You got to watch the animation. You got to watch the animation. You got to watch the animation. Hey, look, coins, 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 those coins. Duplicates like a million. Sounds like you guys should have just kept up with it in the first place. Like those of us who can't yeah. resist opening them the second they have them. Well, I I used to, but like it got to the point where if I really liked a new skin, I cashed in the three million coins I had and bought that <laughs> exactly. one skin or that one voice line. Like I, and so when I started doing that, now the allure of opening up and saying, Oh, Hey, I got Reinhardt saying catchphrase. I started cashing out as well. I got the new, uh, recolored cyber soldier and, and, uh, power Ranger Genji, whatever you want to call it. The the Mm. red and yellow one looks pretty sick. Yeah. I mean, and I think that's the the situation for, for a lot of people. Start getting those, uh, yeah. Legendaries that you don't have yet. Because they're all open Why? now for unlocking. Are they really? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, from all events. Oh right, because oh because yeah, of the anniversary. The anniversary. Sorry. I thought you just meant they just unlocked them. I was like, what? But I got gotcha. you. Uh, 
I remember years ago when they adjusted the code for loot box RNG to be more in favor of giving you items you didn't already have. But by that point in time, I already had so many items <laughs> yeah. that it didn't, it didn't matter. Like the first two loot boxes I opened up gave me the seasonal skin and okay, right. good. We're just going to so give here's, you dupes again. Here's your assignment for next ma- uh, next match, next episode. Uh, I want to see a screenshot of your hero selection screen so I can see just how many items for each hero you have. Cause I mean, that is a good indication of how much you've played as well. Um, and I look at mine every now and then, then and go, wow, I have a lot, but I don't play nearly as much as a lot of people. Um, so I can only imagine how much some people do have. Sorry, you want to screen the hero selection screen where it shows, you know, the, the, the card of the players. So sorry, the hero gallery screen is what I'm talking well, but, about. But see that the problem with that screen, and I will admit, I have, I don't have a complete set of most set of any. is that it's quite possible that in the like 700 unopened crates, <laughs> I mean, yes, those, those there is no doubt you have items in there that will complete those collections or get close to. But the fact is I eventually got to a point where I was getting so many duplicates that regardless of the fact that I have, I don't know, let's just, for example, say 78 out of 121 items for soldier. It's kind of like, unless I go purchase those, I'm just never going to get them because the loot crates give so many duplicates. Right. So I'm just curious purely like this is just a fun exercise, if you will. But the hero gallery screen is the one I meant where it shows that, uh, that breakdown of how many unlocks you have for each character. I already took a photo of it right now. You can see it in the thingy. I I have like, I think golden uh, portrait already, but I'm really sure on my see for, so you, you basically get most, most of what you, okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. See, but not, I don't see one character that I have, everything see and if i were you that would be motivation enough for me to like i'm looking at mccree where (laughs) sorry cassidy where you have 117 out of 118 go buy that damn item that one last item you don't have that would drive me bonkers like anna it's the same thing ash it's the same thing you need one more just do it um but anyways i you know, I'm I'm nowhere. Well, it's probably like a voice line or, or a, a spray. Yeah, I'm I'm not even. But then I'll get upset. Those numbers. So then I'll get upset that not everything is like that. Well, and there are the Blizzard skins that, like the oh, BlizzCon true. skins. I mean, the limited time stuff, mm-hmm. uh, MVP skins that are in there. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, actually. I wonder if there's a certain skin that counts towards the completion of Zarya or not. Probably not because they removed it from the game, but I'm I'm pretty sure we'll still get chances to open these skins in, in Overwatch too, because you know it's already content new currency or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So I'm I mean I'm just sitting here staring at this this mm-hmm. picture of a curved screen. Did you actually take a picture? No, he took a, a picture. Screenshot? Yeah, I took a picture with my phone instead of a screenshot because uh, I have like a, my trial like, account of Snagit just, you know, croaked on me and I gotta... <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> That'll take too much time. Because that print screen button on your keyboard just ain't up to snuff, right? I know, I know. I, I, I'd, be, I'd be the kind of guy who would get upset at seeing something like this. But because mm-hmm. time was of the essence, I tried to get it as fast as possible. I appreciate possible. it. Okay. Do it for the okay. content. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, well, see, I was looking at this. I'm like, okay, I know you have a curved screen here, but like, is it actually then curving it even further in the, how it renders? You don't know. I, I might have a curved phone. Okay, you might. That's right. <laughs> Who knows? Oh man, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's it. We have uh, one final event in Overwatch One. We have a stage in well, two stages in a. Uh, full postseason for Overwatch 2 until we can play it in two months-ish time. And all that's left for us uh, now is just to share some final words and bad jokes. So, uh, mm-hmm. gentlemen, what final words of wisdom do you have? So, if you're so like following me on, on Facebook or Instagram, you might have noticed that I'm doing lots of morning runs right now. And it's been really tough waking up early in the morning. But I would say after a while... 6.30 is really my favorite time of day, hands down. <laughs> I agree with. Hmm. It's an accurate <laughs> assessment. Yeah. Uh, there's more, actually. There's more wisdom here. So, so Lena said, you know, if, if my legs hurt, I, I should do lunges to stay in shape. And that would be a big step forward. <laughs> so, yeah. Why, why did I start all of this? You know... COVID, being a dad, I gained a lot of weight. And, and I, you know, through my motivation, I had a quite a funky dream. I had a dream that I weighed less than a thousandth, a thousandth of a gram. I was like, OMG. <laughs> okay, that one got me. <laughs> OMG, hey. Yeah, I kept the, la- the best for last. There's a whole story here. Well, wow. You you round you rounded it. I mean yeah. that that's there's you're missing some sig figs there. That's true. That's true. Yeah. How about you? Uh, I'm just gonna say that the best bread is breadsticks, baguettes, and bagels. So true. That's the title of this episode. <laughs> toilet toilet bowl shaped bagels. I'm not really toilet sure. bowl no, bagels. No, no. <laughs> no, no. That's for next no, week no, when they play New York. No. This week it's toilet bowl breadsticks. The, the and real question is. The real question is, are there sesame seeds? Always sesame seeds. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. So I have to ask you guys, because I mean Battle of Canada's coming up, being not we're all, you know, Canadian. Uh, what does Canada produce that no other country in the world produces? Polite people. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> People are polite in other countries. I'd say Japan is also true, one true. of those, just from the countries I visited. Canadians. Wow. We really missed the mark on that one. <laughs> wow. That, oh, yeah. that, here, was, here, here. that was right there for the I don't even there. know if that if that's a joke or not. It's like, huh. Why, why is maple syrup so sad? I don't know. Because it's sappy. Mm. Sappy. Mm-hmm. I was thinking sloppy. Mm-hmm. Why are Canadian students so smart? They get a lot of A's. That they do, eh? <laughs> okay, last last joke. How do you stop bacon from curling in the frying pan? Wow. You take away its broom. <laughs> 
Which that's that's a deep Canadian joke because oh. then you're like, why does that have anything to do with bacon? It's uh-huh. the curling. Curling. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this, this show is going as well as Overwatch 1 is these days. It's uh, slowly <laughs> fading uh, into... Uh, into nothing. But uh, if you have reached this point of the show and you haven't yet subscribed, I don't imagine you ever would want to, but why not? I mean, hey, you made it this far. Click subscribe or in every podcast application that's out there. Join in the conversation on RSP Discord, discord.io slash ReadySetPoem. And you can obviously find us on social media at ReadySetPoem. A news to anyone who happened to be in the RSP Minecraft server. We are spinning it down. It is uh, not seeing uh, much uh, activity over the course of the last few months and uh, as sort of, you know, financial uh, situations have changed for me, it's not something that I'm able to fund, at least in the, in the near future. So uh, only a few more weeks, if you happen to want to log in and check things out or blow things up entirely up to you. Um, and if for some reason there are some of you out there who are like, Oh, I wouldn't mind a backup of it. You better let me know so I can get you a copy of it. But on behalf of Omni at Omni Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. JM, also the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, myself, Chris at Lightforce, signing off this episode with Catchrays. <laughs>